Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And we are off and running. It is the Rosie Report Spring Training Edition debut for 2022. Jim Rosenhouse along with you. Thanks so much for finding us and listening to our podcast. If you were a regular listener a year ago, you know that we were on a regular basis during the regular season and just about daily during spring training. And we will try and do that again now as we get rolling after the first weekend of games out here in Goodyear. And, of course, this year, so much change with the name change. The uh, Indians, now the Guardians. And uh, the roster, though, a young roster. And uh, not too many new faces as we, at least at the start of spring training, get rolling with games. Some familiar names, a good starting rotation, an offense led by Jose Ramirez. And we'll see what transpires here in this shortened spring training. Now, if you were a regular listener a year ago, you know that on a regular basis, daily basis, this podcast will have an interview with a player or coach. And uh, today, that means Shane Bieber will join us. And we'll hear from the former Cy Young Award winner who had some injury issues a year ago but is ready to go chomping at the bit for this 2022 season. We'll hear from Shane in just a little bit. But we also try and check in with Tribe Manager Terry Francona on a regular basis and kind of get the daily update on things. So let's go right there after uh, this weekend's games, and this is actually from pregame yesterday prior to the 9-9 standoff against the Oakland Athletics over in Mesa. Here's uh, some of Tito's thoughts yesterday morning. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead, (laughs) John. We're going off guys like Juan Palacios. You talk about track record and seeing, and you know what the last two years have been like for minor league guys. How do you judge (laughs) and, you know, and have conversations with guys? That is the hardest thing of all. And then there's, that's the hardest thing of all. I mean, you're, the two guys you brought up, they had really good years. I think they both got about 100, maybe a smidge more in AAA. You know, when is somebody ready? That is the – that's – if you have a good answer, tell me. Because I'll – you. It's it's what we're probably losing sleep over. What would you say – Ten years ago, how many at bats did you think a guy needed? You know, like it used to be if you had a thousand, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. It's probably changing. But what I also think you're seeing, it's not just the batting averages, or it's also like the base running, the defense that's maybe taking a little bit of a hit. 
That's why we've been harping on the base running with these guys. And I told them, I said, you're going to hear it every day. Because I said, we have to do these things to compete with other teams. And, and you know, if, if you get tired of hearing about it, make sure you do it right. Because right. it's something that we have to do. And even with, like, losses, change of position. I mean, I know they're younger, but do you take that into account when you're judging a player? It probably depends on how, if he can play defense out here, he can play it anywhere. I mean, you've, you've seen, I mean, this is the toughest outfield to play of anywhere. But then again, how many chances do they get too? Like, you don't always see guys get tested. It's, yeah. You know, on base runner, I remember you used to say Napoli was a really good base runner and a great example. Would there be someone on, on this year's club who you can point to and say, hey? Well, we want everybody that... One of the messages was, regardless of your level of speed, try to change the game with your legs. You know, if you can take an extra 90 feet, whether you're Fran Mill or whether you're, you know, a guy like Hosey, that, Hosey's the best. Hosey sees the field. I mean, Hosey's a great player, but Hosey gets about seven to ten doubles a year because he comes out of the batter's box and he smells it. And he sees it, and it's like, it's 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 like an instructional video, and it helps you win. Looking at the sheet today, pitching wise, it's another heavy minor league day. Um, I know it's only two days, but how impressive has it been? That just the fact that they've been throwing strikes, and what does that say about the preparation or getting over on the other side? Well, and they're they're I mean, a kid threw four innings, so they're obviously been here for a while. But it's been fun watching. Now, it, when you say we have a heavy day, we do, young guys, but we also have a heavy day back here. So Carl's going to stay back today because we got a lot of the guys throwing some sims or, you know, to hitters today. So it's a heavy day back here too. How do you judge off of what some of your starters, they, they've thrown bullpens on their own. What's the difference of when they're throwing on their own to when you know when you guys are watching. I think some of it is you know that the intensity is ramped up. Just you put a uniform on, you're in camp, the intensity is going to ramp up. And then on top of that, the amount of throwing they do during the day is also like we're doing PFPs. So the volume is more too. And and again, if if we're conservative, you know, we understand the bell's going to ring here in about 3 weeks. We feel like we have a, a responsibility and an obligation of these guys to take care of them. And so if we have to get a little creative at the beginning of the year, we will. Cody Morris is one of those names where you keep popping up when you talk to different people. I have just, for you, I know there's always pictures that upstairs hide from you, but just your <laughs> He was one of our funner meetings because, you know, I've heard the same things you're hearing. There's a reason you're hearing that, and I've heard it from all the player development people. And then just to, to watch his reactions to our first initial meeting, it was one of the funner meetings. He's There's a lot to like. I know you're not going to make lineups or say, like with a guy like that, he started his whole whole life. How? What do you judge, like, because you need depth of starters, and obviously I know how much they cost, but then you you know, how do you guys make those type of decisions to move a guy maybe? Well, okay, so that's a really good, okay, 
when when April comes around and you're making your team, if 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 the playoffs were starting, you might be thinking, okay, we could put, move this guy to the bullpen. Since it's April, knowing that you have six months, if you don't have starters backed up, we saw last year we just ran out. I don't know. I don't think you could blame anybody. We we got so deep that it just got. But you get my point. Um, okay, but then saying that, guys like Cody. There's a pretty good chance they pitch out of the bullpen in spring because Bieber needs to start. You know, Savali needs to start. Plezak needs to start. So they'll get at least of an, an idea of what to do. Like they can't do their throwing program right before they pitch. So that gives them a little taste of it. We will make sure that there's a group of guys, Hentges being one of them, that we make sure we get them stretched out to like three innings. Because there's really, I mean, even the, the technically the five starters, I'm not sure how much more than that they're going to be, you know, might be four. So those that group of guys will be stretched out. After we've gone through, is it two years now we've gone with the, the bullpen's got to throw three, the guy's got to face three batters? Yeah. As a manager, you've watched it. Is the importance of having lefties in your bullpen as high as maybe it was five years? Not ago? situationally. Not like the Oliver Perez's. It, you know, I mean, there there were times, and again, I've done it my whole life up until whenever it was last year. Or, you know, you pointed. I I had guys circled. Or this Oliver Perez facing this guy. The game's on line. You don't do that anymore because the game can get away from you. You know, if you doesn't get that guy out, the next two the game might be over. So you're thinking, at least, I don't know if it's team-wide, but ours has changed. That's Tribe Manager Terry Francona touching on a variety of subjects. Certainly, starting pitching will be the key for this year's edition of the Cleveland Guardians, led by former Cy Young Award winner Shane Bieber, trying to bounce back from some injury issues a year ago that cost him a good portion of the second half of the season. But he's back, he's healthy, ready to go, hasn't pitched in a game yet, but getting there quickly and we had a chance to visit with him earlier this week, and here's how it went. You're back at it, um, obviously a little bit late start, but in terms of uh, what you're doing and, and all that, are you close to where you normally would be, or is there a little bit of a setback and some adjustments you have to make? Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm there. Uh, I feel really good. I've felt really good for um, a while now, and... Um, it feels like a normal spring training, other than the fact that we got a late start and everything's kind of uh, piled up on us this first few uh, days, the first week, but um, excited. Uh, I got my first live tomorrow and just feeling good. Obviously, you've had some great things happen in your career, and then uh, I think every player at some point has got some challenges and, and injuries cropped up mm -hmm. last year. Uh, you get back at the end. How important was it just to get out there a couple of times before heading into the offseason? Yeah, it was nice. Um, it wasn't like of the utmost importance, but I was working all year at getting back, and then um, it took a little bit longer than I than I would have liked, and we were very patient in the process uh, as an entire group. But at that point, it was uh, you know we had gotten to that that goal that we were working towards, which was getting into games, and there was two left, and it was like, do you want to sit out or? Or, uh, or get things going, and I kind of wanted to uh, do it not only for the physical benefits of just getting out there and being in the game and, and you know, kind of reaching that um, goal of getting back out there in the game action, but also 
uh, mentally to kind of just put it behind me and um, know that I feel good and was able to do that and kind of hit the off season um, with some normalcy, you know. Obviously, the physical part of trying to rehab and get back. Uh, were you able to learn anything during that time down, maybe looking at the game a little bit differently that you might be able to implement this season? Yeah, definitely um, in the game in general, watching my teammates step up and do plenty of different things. Uh, exceptionally, I learned quite a bit, but um, learned a lot just as a human being and as a person, you know, trying to be as patient as possible and trusting the process and trusting the great people that we have within this organization and the great staff and medical team and um, working alongside of them like I like I have since I've gotten brought up but in a different capacity um, with with rehab and um, you know all sorts of things so um, it was a different process that I hadn't been through before but um, kind of like you said uh, throughout a, a long career you're probably gonna uh, come up against some of those stints so um, better to get it out of the way early and uh, you know I've learned a lot and I feel good now and um, ready to move forward it's interesting over the, this past stretch where Indian starting pitching has been really good. Some of the names have changed, and but there's been pockets of time where there's been a, a real strong group. And mm-hmm. if you look at, at yourself, Zach Plezak, Aaron Savali, and, and I know there'll be some others that, that have had their moments, but uh, is that kind of fun to be a part of that when, when you look at a, a small group like that that pushes each other? Very, very. Um, that's kind of how it's always been. Since uh, since really I got drafted, but since I got called up in 2018, the names have changed, yes, but the the feel and the culture has always stayed consistent. And, um, that's what we try and do, and I think that's what makes a, a good organization and a good pitching philosophy is just keeping that energy consistent, keeping that competitiveness, that healthy competitiveness. And um, we have a, a number of guys that um, continue to uphold that standard and push it higher and higher. You don't have perspective from another organization, but I know in the off season you you work out with different guys and, and things like that. Are you able to determine what makes the Indians pitching area so strong and, and why they've had so much success in developing pitching, maybe more so than other clubs? Yeah, tough to determine. Um, tough to say like this is the the golden ticket type thing, but uh, it obviously starts with scouting and drafting. Uh, I think we do an exceptional job of that. Um, Obviously, we have an incredible development staff within the organization as well, and then uh, I think maybe just the determining factor that if I had to put you know my finger on something, it might just be that standard that we've had um, for as long as I can remember, and um, you know before I even got drafted um, when I was younger, it's it's just kind of been that standard that's been upheld and uplifted from from year to year, and so. Everybody knows it, so everybody brings that intensity, and um, you know we expect uh, to roll out good arms out there every single day and eat up innings and um, do our job. And as long as we can stay consistent and do that from beginning to uh, beginning to end, we'll be in a good spot. And in terms of uh, things that you want to do out there, obviously trying to stay ahead of things and uh, stay ahead of the competition. Anything that you're working on in particular? I know that one year the change-up was big and, yeah, yeah. and some breaking stuff at, at times has been big. Anything this year? Yeah, always. I mean, it's always the same stuff. Um, never uh, never going to be complacent with where you're at, with where your stuff's at. So there's always some tweaks and some um, improvements to make. Uh, for me, that happens with all four or five, five of my pitches and um, trying to just continue to add velocity to feel healthy and uh, build up in, in preparation for this year. 
off season, uh, obviously you're, you're preparing for a new season. How about getting away from the game, mentally refreshing, uh, doing anything fun this year, travel, anything like that? This yeah, we made a couple trips. Um, I felt like this year, uh, more than any years, um, you know, even though I wasn't out there in game action, that killed me. Um, it was, it's tough. It's a different side of the ball game when you're rehabbing and, and you don't, it's not very apparent to some people, but anybody that's been through it um, kind of always reiterates the same thing. It's it's a different type of challenge, and uh, your days actually get longer um, and more heavy, and uh, just you know from a different type of aspect. So um, taking a little bit of a breather right after the season uh, was important, but at the same time, I wanted to keep that momentum of um, you know building and continuing to get healthy. I wanted to keep that moving forward, so I was able to do that. And team-wise, I know Terry Francona talked about uh, what he talked to the team about. It's a young ball club. There's no question about mm-hmm. that. But uh, the flip side to that could be really good. And, and, and what are some of the things that you see in that clubhouse at, at very early in spring training that's encouraging? Yeah, it is very early. Um, but like you kind of touched on, we're going um, we're gonna to roll out a lot of good arms, a lot of energy. Um, we, there's a good buzz in that clubhouse. I feel like Last year, um, we were able to develop some relationships just as a team, as a clubhouse, um, that really blossomed throughout the year last year and have continued to move forward this year. Um, it's a really good vibe in there, so that's always exciting, and that's not um, uh, that doesn't always happen. And so I feel like we got a really good club, and um, there's a lot of questions about you know names or rosters or what we may or may not do. Uh, I guess we'll just have to sit and sit and wait and see and um, continue to build up going towards this this season and make the most of it. It wasn't that long ago you were one of those young guys. Did, do you feel like a veteran at this point? Yeah, or is that weird to say? It's it's different. Yeah, it is different. Um, it feels. I guess it's day by day. Um, I've always gone about my business the same way, and so I hope that um, forever for whoever. Uh, needs an example I can set that example without you know trying too hard but um, no I still feel young and uh, I don't want to be like all Henri or anything like that um, by any means I'm, I'm only 26 so I'm still learning um, quite a bit um, from from all sorts of guys and from our staff and from uh, my teammates there's always something to learn each and every day and so um, I'm just as thirsty as everybody else. Always great to catch up with Shane Bieber, one of the best in the game, and will lead the starting rotation, which uh, has really some some tremendous potential when you consider Bieber, Aaron Savali, Zach Plezak, Cal Quantrill, Tristan McKenzie, and others. And we have already seen this spring some young pitchers start to move to the forefront. So it's been a fun start to the spring. The uh, Guardians won their first two games Friday, the opener against the Reds. And then a blowout win over the White Sox on Saturday. And then that 9-9 tie in Mesa yesterday. On Monday, they will take on the Texas Rangers. A 4:05 first pitch, and you can hear it on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network beginning with a first pitch of 4:05. So that'll do it for our first edition of the Rosie Report Spring Training Edition. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to Asta Controllis for helping us get this show up and running. And we'll talk to you next time on the Rosie Report.